you know, when you go to the doctor, the eye doctor, mm-hmm. and you sit down in that chair and you're looking at the eye chart, and then the doctor says, can you read that bottom line? <laughs> <laughs> so what does your focus look like? You know, I was doing a devotional a few weeks ago and multitasking came up. I hate it. (laughs) Now, I know we all know about multitasking and how we are so focused Mm. or maybe not focused on multitasking. So, of course, you know, I had to look it up. Naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what it says. Multitasking is defined as the usage of a single CPU. That's a central processing unit. Mm -hmm. For the simultaneous processing of two or more jobs. And it was interesting because it didn't mention anything about people. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, this word was first cited in 1966 in a magazine called Datamation. And it wasn't until 1998 that the word was used in reference to people. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't created for humanity, Mm -hmm. but we have accepted that in. Exactly. And so as I meditated on multitasking, it led me to think about focus. It's a directed attention. It's a point of concentration. Um, It's bringing or directing toward a common center of objective. And you are focusing your power, your effort, or your attention on that objective. Mm. No, and it's um, it's much like God. He directed his attention on his objective, and we see that in his in his creation in Genesis, right. yeah, yeah, the first yeah. chapter, yeah. verses three through thirty one, and then um, two two. Each day, God focused on a different part of his creation. So he just took the time out and it's like, okay, day one, mm-hmm. it's going to be light. Day two, whatever he made on day two. Three, four, five, six. So would it have been a problem if he tried to work on day one and day two at the same time or day one and day three at six at the same time? Well, not for God. (laughs) Not for God because he can do anything. But I just think that he's just setting a pattern for us, us, you know, for us. So, you know, I took a look at um, at Genesis 11, one through nine. Mm -hmm. And this is where the people were building a city and a tower. It says they found they the people were of one language and one speech. Mm-hmm. They had found a place in the land of Shinar mm-hmm. and that's where they dwelt. They were focused on staying together and they believed that building a city, a, a tower to heaven and making a name for themselves would keep them together and not be scattered. You know, yeah, this, I mean, like, this is a, like who this, was the this leader? way of thinking shows how powerful focus of a single goal can be. I mean, you're talking about who was the leader, mm-hmm. you know, how did that function without mm-hmm. a leader? They had one common goal, and that was to reach the place they wanted to reach. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in Tennessee, we had, we had the youth, and we talked about the story, and the kids were saying, there's no possible way. They could have built the tower to heaven because they had to go into the atmosphere and, and space and universe and they would have died because they didn't have air. Well, for us, yeah. 
But for them, no, there was no knowledge of that. Mm -hmm. All they knew is that they could build a tower to the heavens. Yeah. And they will function. It, it, there was no knowledge of it. There was no opposition in their mind mm -hmm. because it never happened before. Right, right. So they knew that they can do it. And what validates that is what God says. Right. Yeah. The Lord saw, he saw the oneness and he came down to see the city and the tower the sons of men had built. And, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And then he goes on and he says, now nothing they imagine or propose to do will be withheld from them. So he consulted with himself, his spirit and his son. He says, come, let us go down there, confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. You know, and it's, it's hard to believe that the people could have reached heaven, but God said that they could. And we know that he cannot and does not lie. He's Amen. not like man. Amen. Yeah. So do you think coming together as one is is always a good thing? Generally, um, it's a great thing. But when the purpose of being one is for selfish reasons, whether it's driven by by self mm -hmm. and not God driven, then it's not a good thing. Okay. You know? Since um, since the people were seeking to preserve themselves and not seeking God, he had to break them up by making it so that they could not understand one another and then scatter them abroad. But in John, John 17, your, yeah, your favorite book, my favorite book, it says uh, that they all may be one. Now, Jesus praying to the father. And this is one of the powerful prayers that Christ allows us to be a part of. Mm hmm. And he says that they all may be one, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And I just love this part because we don't hear this word, but what I want to embrace and what I would love to hear and what I like to declare to my own mm -hmm. spirit mm -hmm. is this prayer that Jesus prays to the father. Mm -hmm. And the scripture says that Jesus says that father, you always hear me. Right. And so I want to declare that I'm perfect because I'm in him, mm -hmm. not outside of him. And that word perfect I know people have, you know, their their de definition of that, but a Greek says it's complete. I don't care how you look at that word and it's defined complete. I want to be complete. In him, that's yeah. right. He could have easily said they're complete in us, but he said perfect. So there's nothing wrong with me or anyone else saying they are perfect, but it must be in light of the oneness mm -hmm. in, Christ in Christ Jesus. Outside of Christ, there is no possible way we can be perfect. Yeah. In him, we live, we move and have our being mm -hmm. and we are one with the father yeah. and the son. Right. So I don't know what complete in the father and the son look like to you or the Holy Spirit look like to you. Yeah. But I want to be on board that ship. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's a prayer. And he, he's the one that, that's speaking it, Amen. you know, Amen. saying that's what he wants to do. So the father, the son, the Holy Spirit are one and they are perfect, as we just read. Right. 
And, you know, like we talked about a few, um, just a, a couple of minutes ago about being, not being self-driven, but mm-hmm. God-driven. This is, this oneness, God is focusing towards himself. He mm-hmm. says that the world may believe that you right. sent me. It's mm-hmm. about the Father, mm-hmm. you know, not about anything else, but they are perfect. They understand one another. Jesus understood what the Father wanted him to do. The Holy Spirit knew and understood what Jesus was sending him to do. Right. So when the motivation of the heart is right, mm-hmm. oneness is powerful. Amen. Amen. And I believe that when the body of Christ realizes the importance of understanding each other and who and what our focus really is, then we will be as God spoke about the people building the tower. Nothing we imagine to do in Christ will be withheld from us. Mm. And that's Amen. the power of focus. When you you walking in that oneness, mm-hmm. it's that your mind, you know, what you say, what you do, what you think right. is in line with the heavenly purpose right. and the will right. of God. And when we understand one another, if if we offend each other mm-hmm. or someone, mm-hmm. understand what the Father wants us to do. Right. He wants us to get it right. Mm-hmm. He wants us to forgive that individual. He doesn't want us to separate ourselves because of offenses. Amen. He wants us to be like him, mm-hmm. forgive one another and reconcile yourselves to each other and to him mm-hmm. and move on in him so that we can be one. Mm-hmm. We can't be one if we say, okay, yeah, I forgive you, but I don't want to have anything else to do with you. Right. That's mm-hmm. not true yeah. forgiveness. If right. God did that to us, where would we be? He's like, okay, I forgive you of your sins, but I don't want to have anything to do with you. We wouldn't be with him. We'd be in a chamber of hot mess. Hot mess. So um, there's another story about two sisters. Now, you might not think that, you know, it kind of goes with this, but this is how the Holy Spirit gave to me, you know. And um, Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 39 to 42, is the story of Mary and Martha. And Martha was distracted by many things she was preparing to serve her house guest. And, but her sister, uh, Mary, she sat at Jesus's feet, listening to him, listening to his words. Mm-hmm. So Martha was upset mm-hmm. that Mary was not helping her. Right. And so she went to Jesus and, and, and said, um, you know, Lord, don't you care that she does not, she's not helping me? Mm. You know, it's kind of like when your parents or your mom, let's say your mom has given you some chores to do, you and your siblings go in there and clean the kitchen or whatever. Right. And you find yourself in there, clean the kitchen and your siblings goofing off or doing whatever, not helping you. And you say, mom, so-and-so's not helping me clean the kitchen. And you told us to, that's kind of like mm. Mary excuse me, Martha mm-hmm. kind of felt. Shut up, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Martha felt like she was being slighted. You know, here I am doing all this work right. and this one just sitting down here at your feet. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus said to her, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. Mm-hmm. It was like, it wasn't that, you know, Prep preparing for your guests and things like that is not important. Mm-hmm. It's important, but in light of being in the presence of the Truth. Lord, yeah. that's irrelevant. It's right. kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And so 
Mary chose the thing that was relevant sitting at Jesus's feet. She was like, I'm going to soak up everything that he has to say while he's here because I know he's going to leave our house. So I want to hear everything that he's got to say. And so Jesus was showing the importance of being focused on the one thing that's needed. Relevant and irrelevant. I like that. Now, although society may push us to be multitaskers Mm -hmm. in order to be more productive and efficient, I believe that the word of God shows us a different way of uh, productivity and efficiency. Mm. Amen. Society has created these these CPUs, these human CPUs to be able to simultaneously multitask. You cannot adequately provide for one project. In another project, let's say you have two projects, one project you like, one you're not too thrilled about, but you need to complete both of them by the same deadline. Which one do you Mm -hmm. think would be the best? Because you've given one priority over Mm -hmm. the other, though you are doing them at the same time. But you can't really do them at the same time. At the same time, right? You know, so it's it's amazing because God is saying, um, I want you to serve one Mm -hmm. instead of serving many. And we choose to serve many and we understand that there's no possible way we can serve many. There's such a complication in serving many mm-hmm. problems, you know, drama and serving, trying to please, please many, many. Yeah. when all he's saying, just serve me, yeah. please me mm-hmm. and everything else will line up. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the center of attention and focus. So if we're going to be multitaskers, then then let our multitasking be fasting and praying. And this is in Matthew 17, 21. And uh, Mark nine twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in those two books, the disciples could not heal a man's son who was uh, demon possessed, mm-hmm. and um, so the man actually came to Jesus, and and Jesus healed him, and then the disciples came behind him privately and asked him, "Why couldn't we? Why couldn't we cast him out?" Mm-hmm. And Jesus told him, "Because this kind comes does not come out but by prayer." and fasting. Mm. And so if we're going to be multitaskers, let us do that because that has some power behind it. Amen. So let us stay singly focused on what we're called to do and has to preach the gospel, not not be entangled, like you said, with all these other things, but let's preach the gospel. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. The word will keep you focused. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it will choke out instead of the things of this world choking the, the world. world out the word will choke the world out that's right and then you're able to center your attentions on what you need to center your mm-hmm. attentions on exactly so matthew six twenty, the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light amen amen, amen. so tell me what are you focusing on Are you focusing on the bottom line? Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your son. Lord, we just pray for all those who may be listening to us, Lord God. We pray, Father, if they do not have a focus, that you would give them that focus, Lord God, as you say in your word, so that we may be one with you, Lord God, as you and your son and your Holy Spirit are one that we may be one in you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for this time. We ask that if there's anyone listening who does not know you, Father, that you would draw them to you, that they would 
make you their Lord and their Savior by confessing their sin to you, confessing that they are a sinner and that they need you as a Savior. And you will save them, Father God. All they have to do is just ask, open their mouths, and just ask, and believe in their heart, Father, and you will save them. So we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And yes, Lord, we don't we don't need to walk around cockeyed. We don't need to have this this vision that is distorted and it's it's blurry and we we can barely see. We're squinting our eyes. We yes, trust Lord. you, Lord, that you can give us all corrective vision. Yes, Lord. To be able to focus on one thing, the bottom line. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have allowed Jesus Christ to be the bottom line. That if we stay focused on that with all clarity and sincerity, oh Lord, we will not stumble or we will not fall. So we thank you for the oneness in Christ and in you, that we can stay focused in your complete, perfect way. In Jesus' name.